We thank you, Lord, for this morning hour. Thank you, Lord, your mercies are new every morning. Thank you, Lord, for your presence that is here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your people that you have brought together to seek your holy face, to offer to you a sacrifice of thanksgiving and offering of praise. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the firmament, heavens, they declare the glory of God. Every day, morning and evening, they show forth the greatness of the Almighty God. And we thank you, Lord, along with your creations, you've given us the opportunity, the great privilege of knowing you, of knowing our Creator God, and the great privilege of worshiping our Creator God. And I thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Lord, I pray that you will speak to the hearts of your people. Strengthen each and every brother, every sister, every child who is on the call. Father, we are here because you are here. We bow down before you and we worship you. We ask you, Lord, that you will pour into our spirits your living water, your fresh manna, that your people may not only take for themselves, but give to those around them the manna that they received from you this morning. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. As Ruth gathered what she needed and she took the grain to her mother-in-law, and as she faithfully did it, you blessed her. And you placed her in a place where she no longer needed to go and gather grain or be someone who would give grain to others. Father, I pray that you bless your people here, that they may be faithful in not only gathering your word, but be people who would use it, who would apply it, who would live by it, and then Share it with those around them. We thank you, Lord. The harvest is plenty. And the labor is a few. So I pray, O oh Lord, at the harvest, that you will raise your people here. Every word that they receive from the Spirit of God may impart life into them and to all those around them. That there may be a divine multiplication, Father. Multiplication of your word that they receive this morning, let there be divine multiplication. Let me give to those who don't have it. The word of God must be shared, and I pray. Make your people, Lord, people who are eager to receive the manna, eat the manna, and to share the manna that you're given. I come against all the forces of darkness and every demonic spirit that is warring against the hearts, minds, and bodies of your people. I bind them in Jesus' name. Take victory in Jesus' name. Every spirit of distraction, every spirit of tiredness, every demonic spirit that tries to sidetrack your people, every evil spirit that is trying to hinder the word from being given and the word from being received, I bind them in Jesus' name. Take victory in Jesus' name. 
I thank you, Father, that you are here. Because you love us and you care about us, you're here. And I thank you, Lord, and praise you. We give you ourselves one more time this morning. And we ask you, Lord, that the Spirit of God, the Spirit of truth, may work in our lives, that your word may go deep into our spirits, that your word may not return void. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise be to God. We're going to turn our Bibles to, the Lord just gave the words, we're going to turn our Bibles to Hosea. Hosea chapter 14. And I'm going to read from verse 1. Hosea chapter 14 from verse 1. O Israel, return to the Lord your God, for you have stumbled because of your iniquity. Take words with you and return to the Lord. Say to him, Take away all iniquity. Receive us graciously, for we will offer the sacrifices of our lips. Assyria shall not save us. We will not ride on horses. Nor will we say any more to the work of our hands. You are our gods. For in you the fatherless finds mercy. I will heal their backsliding. I will love them freely. For my anger has turned away from him. I will be like the dew to Israel. He shall grow like the lily. And lengthen his roots like Lebanon. His branches shall spread. His beauty shall be like an olive tree and his fragrance like Lebanon. Those who dwell under his shadow shall return. They shall be revived like grain and grow like a vine. Their scent shall be like the wine of Lebanon. Ephraim shall say, What have I to do any more with idols? I have heard and observed him. I am like a green cypress tree. Your fruit is found in me. Who is wise? Let him understand these things. Who is prudent? Let him know them. For the ways of the Lord are right. The righteous walk in them, but transgressors stumble in them. Blessed be the Lord. The word of the Lord is so crystal clear. The word of the Lord so pure and holy. The word of the Lord, God's word says, makes one wise. But those who take the word and they go against the word, those people are called transgressors. The Bible says, the very same word that gives life to those who follow the word, who have reverence for the word, who obey the word, have faith in the word, in short, they will thrive before the Lord. But those who transgress and go against the word will stumble, will stumble 
But the same thing that God has kept as a blessing for those who would obey Him, follow Him. We see in this chapter, God says, If Israel would return to the Lord, and if they repent the right way, the way that God has prescribed here, and come with humility, forsake idolatry, and go to God with true repentance, not trusting in anything other than Jehovah, God. Repentance is telling God that I was wrong, or I am wrong, and not only I don't want to be wrong, but I will not be wrong. I will not be doing the same thing anymore. I will not do wrong, but instead, I'm going to turn the other way, opposite to what I was going. I'm going to go the other way, and this way is going to be towards God Almighty. So when we look at this chapter, we're seeing a few important things that God is highlighting to us this morning. Number one is return. The word return is only for those who were there with God to begin with. Return is not for someone who never knew the Lord. Return is for someone who knew God, yet they walked away from God in their hearts with their actions that they disobeyed God. Because of that, God says, you know, just like how the wicked who don't know the Lord, they stumble, just like that. When a righteous person forsakes his righteousness and turns toward wickedness, they stumble just like the wicked because they've become wicked. And God says here, you, O Israel, you were with me once. What happened to you? Because of that, look what has happened to you. You are no longer in the promise that I have promised. Because of that, you stumbled. Because of your sins. Not because God was not righteous. No. Because the wavered Israelites, like a wavered son, their hearts were not faithful to God. What happens as a result? They're no longer able to speak clearly. They're no longer able to walk uprightly. So they stumble and they fall. God says here, come back. Come back. Return to the Lord. Come back. And God says here, even how to come back and how to talk to God, He says, I'll tell you. This is how you need to come back. 
this is how you need to pray, this is what you must do. What a good God we have. He tells us everything we need to know in order to become everything that God wants us to become. God wants us to be successful. He wants us to grow in Him. He wants us to prosper in Him. He wants to bless us. Therefore, He has spelled it out. He has said in His Word, Look, this is how you return. Number one, you should return. Number two, this is how you return. You turn away from iniquity. You turn towards God. Now you talk the talk that will grant you God's forgiveness. Which is going to God first and then telling Him, take away all iniquity. I want you to highlight the word all or underline the word all. Take away all iniquity. Nothing should be spared. Nothing should be left out. Every sin must be brought out before God and must be removed from the lives of God's people if they want to be God's people. Repentance is a prerequisite for revival. Without true repentance, there's no true revival. If you want God to revive you, if you want God to do something substantial inside of you, you must look at yourself and say, in what way have I displeased the Lord? In what way have I grieved the Holy Spirit? Did I say something that I should not have said? Did I look a certain way? Haughty look, proud look? Was my heart going after something that is forbidden? These are things one must examine themselves and purge themselves from every iniquity. The Lord is willing to remove it. We must come to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm returning to you. Take away all iniquity. That means what? Thorough cleansing. That means what? That means you look at your life and see all the areas that the Spirit of God would point out. When you tell the Lord take away, that means you must give it away. You must take action. If you want God to forgive you, and you want God to revive you, then you must take action. So God says, come back. But I'm going to show you what you need to do. You return. But your return has to be genuine return. Not just any return, but a genuine return. A humble return. Not a demanding return, but a humble return. Take away all iniquity. Revive us. 
graciously. Without the grace of God, a human being cannot repent. Without the faith that comes from God, a human being cannot believe. These are gifts given by God. He has given us His faith and He has given us His grace. Why? Because He wants us to be with Him. Graciously, He has offered us eternal life. Graciously, He has offered us His inheritance in heaven so we can not only live but rule and reign with Him forevermore. For that, holy living is a requirement. Anything that will come to defile your body, your spirit, your soul, your mind, you must be vigilant and you must take caution. You must do everything in your power to Examine yourselves before God Almighty. And when the Spirit of the Lord shows you what is there, you must do everything you need to do in order to remove those sins from your life. And then ask the Lord, Lord, I've done this. Now revive me graciously. Please revive me, Lord. Revive me, Lord. These are prayers that we must pray. If sin is there, God will not hear. In order for the Lord to hear, sin must be removed in a genuine manner. So genuine prayers are the prayers that God will hear. Prayers just to cover the basis so that you can get what you want from God is not going to go anywhere because God knows your motives. So if someone wants to get a job or someone wants to get a house or someone wants to, you know, get some money or whatever, and if I pray, God is not going to hear me because I've sinned, I've let a sin in my life. So I'm just going to say, Oh Lord, forgive me for all my sins and I'm not going to do it again. And in your heart you know why you're doing. You're doing this because you want to get something from God. If that is the motive, God will not hear you. Let me tell you this. Satan hears. He very well hears. If your prayers are not going to be answered by God because you're sinning in life, and you're trying to trick God, but you're saying, I want to just repent because I want to get my way. I want to get healing. or I want to get a house. or I want to get whatever then that is an abomination before God. And what happens? Those prayers won't get answered. Instead, Satan will come. He'll say, you know what? I'm the deceiver. I'm here. I heard you pray. You prayed insincere prayers. I'll give you what you want. And he'll give you what you asked for. It didn't come from God. Where did it come from? It came from the enemy. It's never going to be a blessing. We'll always have sorrow attached to it. So it's important to know if your heart is not thoroughly repenting, 
that should be a focus, nothing else. The focus is to be, Lord, I want to completely turn away from all iniquity so that you can revive me graciously. Then you can praise Him. Then you can praise Him. For we will offer the sacrifices of our lips. When iniquity is put away, the Spirit of God comes and revives the person who sincerely sought repentance and repented of every sin. Then when they are revived by God, the praises that comes from the lips of such people become pleasing to God. What else does God say when we come to Him for us to do? It is important to not place our faith upon anything else other than God. Assyria shall not save us. We will not ride on horses. Nor will we say any more to the work of our hands. You are our God. This is repentance. God says, this is the kind of repentance that I'm looking for. When you place your trust on something else other than God, you've taken your trust from God and you've placed it on something else. You cannot trust God and trust something else. So for those people who trust in horses and trust in chariots and trust in themselves, at that point, they have begun to worship themselves and worship whatever they are trusting in. It's idolatry. And so God says over here, this is how you need to come to me. I'm not going to trust in these things, Lord. I'm not going to go after these things, Lord. No more. I went after this, Lord, before, but no more. You are my God. I'm not going to have any other God before me. That's the kind of prayer God is looking for. That's the kind of prayer God is looking for. That's what true repentance is. And God says to his people, God's word, he's the father to the fatherless and the defender of widows. Those who come to God and come with a true, truly repentant heart, they are revived by God Almighty to praise Him and to glorify Him. That's where the true praises come. The lips become sanctified. The heart becomes circumcised. The mind becomes purified. And when that offering to God rises from such people, it becomes a pleasing aroma to God. So when they go to the presence of God, when they say, Lord, in you the fatherless find mercy, their praise or their praises to God is genuine in the sight of God. God sees it as true praises. And God says, not only will I forgive you and revive you. 
But he says, I will heal you from your backsliding. Healing is necessary for people who backslide. Healing from what? Healing from the disease called backsliding. It's needed. Very much needed. And only God can give such a healing. And God says this so beautifully. He revives His people and He heals them from their backsliding. When? When they truly repent and when they truly praise Him. God says here, when you place your trust in the living God and truly turn back to Him, then God says, I'll heal you from your backsliding and I will love you freely. Freely. With God says, whatever I was upset about, which was necessary, he says, I'm actually going to show such love because you repented. And I love you freely because you repented. My anger has turned away from you. And what God does, He's such a generous God, such a generous God. When you genuinely repent and turn to the living God, He revives you and He puts His praise in your mouth. He receives your praises. Then God says, I'm going to heal you of your backsliding. I'm going to freely love you. And He says, this is how I will love you. I'll be, I'll be like the dew to God's people. To whom? To those who genuinely repent or have repented. He says, this is what I will do. I will not only revive you, not only put my praises in your mouth, I will love you freely and heal you of your backsliding. And this is how I love you. I'll be like the dew, like the morning dew to you. And you shall grow like the lily. What is God saying? I'll water you. I'll water you. Every day I'll water you. And make you grow so beautifully like the lily. Lilies, real lilies, are not only beautiful, they have a very special kind of fragrance to them. That's what God turns His people into. When they repent and they genuinely seek the Lord, he blesses them 
but not only forgiveness. But he freely loves them. He heals them of the backsliding. He puts genuine praises in the lips of the repentant people. And he blesses them, grows them to become people who attract others to the Savior. That their fragrance and their appearance will draw people to the Savior. And God promises spiritual stability. God promises spiritual endurance. He says, your walk with God will become so strong and shakable like the trees, cedars in Lebanon. Not only will you become so strong that you shall not be moved, but you become a big tree with the branches spreading in every direction. God says, your usefulness will become greater and greater and greater. When you genuinely repent and genuinely obey, your worship will become pleasing to God. He himself will put his praises in your mouth. God himself will show mercy to you and will love you. He'll show his love to you by watering you and growing you into beautiful, fragrant believers who will through their beauty and their fragrance draw people to Jesus Christ. And God says, you don't have to worry about anything. You don't have to worry about backsliding. You don't have to worry about anything because I will strengthen you. By watering you, I will strengthen you. And your roots will grow deep. And you will stand strong, immovable, like the cedars in Lebanon. Not only will you be strong and steady and immobile, but you become a blessing. Your life becomes a blessing. May your words, your mannerisms, and what you do draws people to the Savior. And you become a blessing. Where now your influence grows, touches many more lives because God is watering 
the branches spread. God says, your beauty shall be like an olive tree. Oh, what a useful tree, this olive tree. From the fruit to the leaves to everything, this such a useful tree. There's no wastage in olive tree. God says, this is how I'll make you into. And the fragrance like Lebanon again. And the Lord says, this is what I will do. This is what I will do. And he says, when you come back, you dwell under my shadow. Those who dwell under his shadow shall return. God says, whatever you have lost, when you return to God, he will return everything to you. Not just the way you lost, but many fold. So it is important to return to God and return to him in a very genuine manner. Then God says, I will revive you. I will bless you. I will put my praises in your mouth. I will water you. I will beautify you. I will make you strong. I will make you useful. And you shall dwell safely under my shadow. And I'll cause you to prosper. Prosper in every single way. And the repentance has to be so thorough. And not only we say, Lord, forgive me. But you have to be determined in your heart. I have nothing to do with any of my backslidings. I have nothing to do with Anything that Satan wants me to have or do. Ephraim shall say, What have I to do anymore with idols? I've heard and observed him. I'm like a green cypress tree. The fruit is found in me. God wants us to be people who are unwavering. That your repentance should be true repentance and thorough repentance where we not only say, oh Lord, forgive me, I did this, I did that. But we need to be in a place where we say, I have nothing to do with this. What do I have to do with this? What do I have to do with sin? I have nothing to do with sin. That confidence and not wanting to partner with sin is essential. Only those who thoroughly repented can say those things and do those things and be that way. May God help us to be what God wants us to be in every way. Who is wise? Let him understand these things. Who is prudent? 
let him know them. For the ways of the Lord are right. The righteous walk in them. There are no mistakes in the path of the Lord. There are no miscalculations in the plan of the Lord. I want to repeat. There are no mistakes in the path of the Lord. And there are no miscalculations in the plan of God. He's perfect. Those who have truly repented and have been blessed by God are those who gladly walk in the righteous path of God. But those who play games, the transgressors, they will stumble in them. Where will they stumble? While they are in the way of the Lord, the righteousness of the Lord will become an offense to such people. To whom? People who are insincere. People who are fake. People who don't thoroughly repent. They will all be stumbled. They will all stumble in the righteous path because they cannot stay there. It will make them more uncomfortable. In Zion, there are no sinners, the Bible says. And the hypocrites are filled with fear. Terror. Where? In Zion. In God's place. In God's house. In the path of the Lord. No one who is hypocritical can continue. It will become a terror to them. The very same thing that's a blessing to God's people will become a curse to God's enemy. When they transgress against God's righteous commands, which is God's righteousness. May God bless us this morning. As we take the word of God very seriously. As we look to Him as our only hope. May hearts never run after people, run after money, run after influence. But run after God alone. God will give everything else. The one who created you knows what you need, even before you ask him. That's what God's word says. When you seek God in his kingdom first, everything, everything that concerns you, it concerns God, and he will provide for you. But when you make God as a ladder, just to achieve what you want, when you want, the ladder will become a stumbling block which will cause the person to fall from there all the way down to a place many times of no return. So it's very important to take the things of God very seriously. Today, if you hear the voice of the Lord, 
Harden not your heart as in the day of provocation. God first says. You take the things of God seriously. Don't have bitterness in your heart. Don't have anger, rage, jealousy, lust, pride, hypocrisy, love of money. Try to impress people. You can't impress God if your focus is on impressing people. You can't follow Jesus and follow something else. The Spirit of the Lord is speaking to your hearts to this hour. Whatever you do, do it genuinely and do it wholeheartedly. With a genuine conviction and with genuine joy. The God of hope and peace fill you all this morning with this beautiful message that God gave to His people. Return to the Lord. You were there once with Him, night and day. Return to Him. As Jesus said in the book of Revelation, return to your first love, the way you sought Him. Return to Him that way. Return to Him that way. And He will do amazing things. All the things that God said He will do, He will do. Absolutely. He will do it for you. And your joy will be full in a genuine manner. And there will be no lack to those who fear Him. And there will be no lack for you when you truly fear Him. And believe Him. Believe Him for who He is. Believe Him to make all things brand new. Believe Him for the dew that comes from heaven. Believe that He will grow you. Believe that your roots will grow strong. Believe that your branches will grow wide, provided you are a genuine follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, whose focus is Christ and Christ alone, in Christ always. Shall we pray? Oh, Abba Father, you are so good. You're so kind. You're so gracious. You are enough for us, Lord. Thank you for all that you've done. For each one of us, as we are in the last week of this month, oh God, I pray that this word that you have given this morning sink deep into the hearts of your people. A genuine worship arise from our church. Genuine service to God arise from our church. May your people live for you and for you alone. 
I pray that you will strengthen them, Lord. Those who need to return to you, may they return to you the way that you want them to return to you. They may understand the power of the cross of Calvary. Oh, Father, continue to bless your people, Lord, all through this day. May the words that you have spoken ring in their ears, oh God. And I pray that the purpose with which you have given your word to your people, may that be accomplished, my Savior. And I thank you, Lord, for doing this. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, as you serve and I bless your people. And this hour. That they may follow you the way you want them to, Lord. This word that you have given to them this morning may be written upon the tablets of their hearts. That they may bring joy to you, Father. I thank you, Lord. I praise you. In Jesus' name, with this blessing and bless them, Father, that this word take over every area of their lives, that they may not be ashamed of your word, they may be true children of God that only bow down to your word. For this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.